And welcome into the ASI Sheepcast. I'm Chase Adams with the American Sheep Industry Association. We're talking here with Dr. Paul Swan at the International Wool Textile Organization Annual Congress in Hong Kong. And uh, Dr. Swan is a technical advisor to the IWTO and uh, an Australian by, uh, by nationality. And Dr. Swan... Appreciate you visiting with us for a little bit, and also kind of let's just kind of step right into it. One of the main uh, trends right now that we're really seeing affect all of agriculture, whether we're talking the meat that uh, that we produce, whether we're talking uh, the items that we consume, uh, is sustainability. And uh, I think agriculture has a great story to tell on sustainability. We focus a lot on the meat side, but uh, on the apparel side, the wool side, uh, that that's something that we've got to take a look at, and something we've got to tell that story about as well. Look, Chase, absolutely. The, one of the things about farmers and your own members, whether they're in Wyoming or wherever, they tend to just get on with life and do things and they want to hand the property over to their next generation in better shape than they found it. And most farmers are not very good at self-promotion. Okay? So one of our challenges is to actually um, tell our story. The consumers want to hear it. Most consumers nowadays are almost uh, are quite divorced from nature. They live in, particularly in Asia, they live in high rises and they aspire to the wide open skies and the the clean air and those sorts of things. So we just have to get better at packaging it up and delivering it to them. A large part of what we've been talking about here is making sure there is truth behind our claims and our stories because the consumers nowadays can find out if you are if you're misleading them if you lose their trust you've lost them. Now that is kind of a, a double-edged sword though as well because getting that information out to consumers uh, it, it seems like ag we we face kind of an uphill battle uh, consumers we know trust producers uh, but at the same time they have questions about land use. How do we bridge that gap and, and ensure that consumers view us as environmentally friendly? Chase one of the key things here I think is uh, there's the old saying that the man and the moment meet and I think that there's a great opportunity right now Um, There's a crisis occurring in the global textile industry which is waking up to plastic pollution in our oceans. And that is, it's flooding our social media. And as I I spoke about yesterday, uh, there are now rising concerns in the medical field about us inhaling plastic, little particles of plastic. So... I think the reality is that the consumers of the world and their needs are coming in our direction. Our stuff is rangeland produced in Australia or in the States, and so we have quite a healthy brand that we can communicate. Our big challenge is actually cutting through all the noise and all the other stuff that we as consumers of information are bombarded with. But issues like this plastics, issues like our children's health, our health... um, these sorts of things are really important to us and that's been the focus for a lot of our research whether it's into product wellness or into our eco-credentials it's just a matter of finding what resonates with the consumers and being ready with the credible evidence to back up what you say and i could talk about the sustainability of rangeland grazing all day long but i want to keep this on on textiles because uh, uh, that that's where we are and and that's really what you've been working on uh, the sustainable apparel coalition this is something that we've talked about here for for some time this is a, a, a coalition that is looking at rating textiles on their perceived sustainability it's been very skewed towards towards synthetics which i think that's another area where we could see uh, parallels with with other issues that agriculture faces uh, 
uh, on this sustainability issue. But tell me a little about your engagement with the Sustainable Apparel Coalition and kind of what we're working toward there. This afternoon, I'm, I'm about to head off to the airport to fly to Vancouver for the this SAC conference up there. It's a three-day um, event. Um, so I, I've been I'm fortunate enough to be uh, Ida Pacheco retained me to represent them in that forum. I guess you could say I'm a bit of a a uh, sustainability scientist sort of geek or nerd, as we say in Australia. Um, and our position is we want to be part of the process. We want to engage with the process, and this is very important. Um, is you don't achieve a lot standing on the outside of the tent. You need to be in the tent, or as they say, you've got to be reading the menu or you're on the menu. Um, the we are working with them to highlight respectfully the flaws in their system because often there's an old saying about rubbish in you get rubbish out in terms of statistics and a lot of the assumptions they make are flawed they are skewed to helping fast fashion and the great irony as we've been pointing out to them is that the fibers that rate the most eco-friendly in their system are the fibers that appear in the most cheapest non-biodegradable uh, products in the fast fashion industry and we can complain about it we can get upset about it we actually have to engage and change it and that's the that's the point and with all of these discussions I come back to this issue where as an industry as a, a global industry a global family that we're all part of we have to put credible evidence on the table because they won't listen to us Okay, so we have to actually invest in the research, and that's what we've been doing for about 10 years here, and I, I spoke about that yesterday. It takes time. This is not a, a battle we'll win this afternoon or tomorrow. This is a five-year thing. The American Sheep Industry Association, and I, I commend particularly uh, Rita Corliss and uh, Peter Oricht. I mean, I've worked with them in the past. The, the farmers of the states have supported our efforts financially. Uh, AWI, who I, I work for, we matched dollar for dollar I mentioned yesterday, I think it was $500,000 worth of contributions now had been matched by the Australian wool growers to these efforts. So you guys are part of the solution, but this is a war that's going to take some determination to win and a bit of strategy and having the right people on the ground. Dr. Swan, appreciate your time and thanks for listening. I'm Chase Adams for the American Sheep Industry Association.